You're listening to Leadership Library, a collection of leadership conversations from Hinirang Leadership Collective. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our uh, second episode of our sharing. So this is Mission Team 2 and the members are Alisa May Casira, Dennis Casintahan, Rechi Cabaluna, Mark Zafaralia, and yours truly, Marlon Rebaya. So again, I would like to uh, inform everyone sa ato ang house rules. So number one is please mic, uh, mute your microphone. Number two, turn it on only when you are asked or when you ask questions and it is your time to share. Number three, please turn on your camera all the time. And then, let us support our team members by listening. So, our members, our group, Mission Team 2, will be sharing and reflecting from cha- uh, the chapter 3 and 4 of Heroic Leadership Book. Now, to start, this will be the discussion flow. I will be discussing first or sharing first Marlon Rebaya. Next will be Alisa Maikasira. The third one will be Mark Zafaralia. Fourth is Denise Casintahan. And the last one will be Miss Rechi Cabaluna. Now, to start my sharing and reflection, I would like to to mention the chapter, uh, the, the, the book, Heroic, Heroic Leadership, Chapter 3, page 38, uh, third par- paragraph entitled, A Leader Twice Born. It is actually uh, coming from the observation of Mr. Abraham Zalisnik from Harvard, Harvard University Business School professor, Emeritus. He once observed that he made mention a book that Leaders are twice-born individuals who endure major events that led to a sense of separateness or perhaps estrangement from their environments. As a result, they turn inward in order to re-emerge with a created rather than an inherited sense of identity. So, my reflection would be is that like Ignatius de Loyola, I have so many challenges also during my time when I was still like 20 years old to 30 years old when it comes to my attitudes to work. It was not, uh, basically I was not keeping up during my first job. I was not keeping up to the expectations of the company that I was hired. I have a bad attitude and I always have petty fights with my colleagues. So. In other words, just like Ignatius de Leola, naapod siya yung mga bad attitude or bad experiences before sa iyahang life. Just like me, so naapod siya yung mga kailangan usbon sa iyahang life that time. So, there comes a time, mga God, sa ako ang kinabuhi at that time that I was so depressed because I was not regularized, regularized sa ako ang work. I, by that time, I... I I pity myself. I actually had no work for six to seven, uh, six to eight months. But because of this, I I had a reflection, just like 
Ignatius de, Lo- de Loyola na, and then re-emerge to be a leader after assessing my whole life. So I, I prove myself that I am not uh, this kind of person, that I am not bad. And then I, the, the most important thing about it is that I reinvented myself just like Ignatius de Loyola and promise to be a leader not just to others but also but importantly to myself and now to close my reflection sometimes i would say that we usually experience that kind of situation in, in our life mga setbacks na will really make us think and think deeper so that we will reemerge as a better version to ourselves so this is why I am so uh, touched by this uh, paragraph by, uh, or what, as Abraham Zalisnik said, that as, as a leader, they have to turn inward or assess inward in order to reemerge as a better person, as a better version for one's self. So thank you very much for listening to my uh, sharing and now i would like to uh give the floor to the next presenter or to the next who will share it which is miss uh, alisa maika sira miss alika thank you very much yes, thank you very much Pia marlon for giving me the floor uh, my topic or my chosen topic is uh chapter three page 51 the saying, yet without the setbacks, crises, and challenges that punctuated his real life, he might never have grappled with who he was, what he wanted, what personal resources he had, and why he failed along the way. Only by asking and answering those questions does one develop personal leadership capacity. Well, being a leader doesn't have to begin being perfect. Perfect meaning, you know, Biases, never made mistakes, and so on. Just like Saint Ignatius' background, actually, vices, again, kayo, the kind of mistakes, bad experiences. And now, now I reflected that it doesn't mean that when you are a person who is not worth praising for or worth following for, sa una, you will not become a leader in the future. With this, it helped me see a different perspective or approach of a leader. There's a saying, your past does not define you or your future. It is the true, it is true that your current life is to a large extent the result of your past actions, choices, and experiences. The great news is, however, is that your future is determined by how you act in the present moment. Defining leader as a character or personality development instead of associating it as a position or a rank or how responsible you are makes me realize that we have to renew or redefine the meaning of leadership. Through St. Ignatius' setbacks and experiences, he then developed a kind of personal growth. I believe being a leader means growing. Growing implies improving and learning from the experiences. Only by challenging yourself to do more than you think 
allows you to be to be more open to more learnings and opportunities and that makes us become unique versions of a leader and leaders of our own story thank you everyone and i would like to give the floor to our next um, uh, speaker which is Ms. Richard. so let's give up uh, now the sharing to miss uh, uh Rechi Cabaluna. Thank you sir Marlon. My topic is um, chapter 4 page 70, 71 uh, redefining the success of or failure to, of a leader. Um, the story is about the Benedetto de Goes. Uh, he is a Jesuit missionary and explorer. He was known for the first European na uh, nakipag-travel overland from India to China. Na asay uh, lang ka objectives. Uh, first, to find the great kingdom of Cathay and to find Cathay's lost Christian tribes. But he failed. Pero maka-inspired ang young will, uh, young will, perseverance, courage, resourceful, and willingness to bear the risk of failure. Okay lang ma-fail sa, uh, in life. Basta, ano lang, um, kabalo lang ka mag, ano, mag, um, mag-try or magbangon para mag-try ulit. To be, tsaka, to become a leader, dapat open-minded ka to gather info sa imong mga member. Um, you have to, kanang, ano bitaw, maging, kanang mag-standard po ka as a leader. Malay mo, mas dagan pa sila ang mga nabalaan so far. Yun lang. Thank you so much and good evening. And good morning. Thank you very much, uh, Miss Rechi Cabaluna. And now, we will now uh, proceed to the next uh, who shares a uh, young reflection. Si Miss Denise. Miss Denise, go ahead. Thank you, Kuya Marlon. So, as you read chapter 3 and 4, I can't help but be amazed and admire the people mentioned in the leadership lessons of their journey. What struck me the most is about retreat. I'm referring to chapter 4, page 76. What I wanted to talk about is how Richie wrote the treaty, namely on friendship, in a way the Chinese would understand instead of writing it in a scholastic style he studied in Rome. He has the options to do so, but he considered his readers and their pace and familiarity. He chooses to set a pace same with his readers. What he did reminded me of a thing I sometimes forgot, which is, everyone is not the same as me. That everyone is different. Everyone has their own pace and you cannot impose someone to follow your pace, may it be fast or not. What he did was a slap on my face of what I usually think before like, kami sa una, ako sa una, ani, ana. Saying those words were insensitive, initiated force anyone to become like me or what I wanted them to be to get the results I wanted. I forgot that every generation is different from what generation I belong to. My experiences and their lessons are different from theirs too. Richard reminded me that a leader should see the capabilities of their members, especially their limitations, and set an acceptable pace for both parties and reach a consensus with each other. Because not considering your members' capabilities and forcing your pace on them, the whole team will eventually collapse. So that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for letting me talk about this. So 
Kuya Marlon, I will give the spotlight to you again. Thank you very much, Denise, for that very nice uh, reflection. And now for our last uh, presenter or namu shares uh, uh, expertise and also reflections uh, heroic leadership na book. May I call on Mr. Mark Zafaralia. So thank you, Sir Marlon. So may buntag sa tanan. Hardworking Rakayang Mission Team 2. Diba? So, um, sa chapter 4, we are presented yung mga unusual na stories. So, gusto ko expound. Uh, I want to discuss about the story ni Christopher Clavo. So, so, his story is different from Richie and Goes since both are travelers. Pero si Clavius is nag-stay lang siya sa university. So, he is an astronomer and mathematician. So, he advocated master, master classes to Jesuits to be competitive. That the Jesuits need to stay in the front fo uh, forefront as the world changes. So, gusto ni Clavius na uh, maging competitive intellectually among Jesuits then. So, as example, si Father Kim. Diba? Anyway, so... So, um, bakit ko napili yung story ni Clavus? Fan ako masyado ng works and contribution ni Clavus sa atong history. Uh, as you all know, uh, mentioned din si Galileo Galilei. So, yung, yung long debate na heliocentric versus geocentric model. So, grabe ako fan yan. So, although gusto ko masyado, gusto ko pa siya i-discuss deeper, pero hindi man tayo nasa science na field. So, we are talking about Ignition leadership, so sayang untak makatime next time. <laughs> Joke lang. Um, the moral story I learned from the story of Clavius that I think is also related to the heroic leadership Loni Loni teaches us is that leaders should be constantly leaders should constant leaders should be constantly learning. He advocated that Jesuits needs to be competitive intellectually so that even with Clavius' old age and after many years of studies, he threw, out, uh, he threw out his lifelong claims defending the church and the geocentric model to support the new findings and ideas of one of his brilliant students is also a big part of our history. So uh, I would also like to mention that uh, Itong gina-discuss ko is part siya ng chapter 4. Um, it's a good read then. So, and just to throw out there then, so si Clavus then is siya yung one of the major proponents of the Gregorian calendar. So he devised a 800-page manual or book. Nandun yung mathematics ng calendar na ginagamit natin ngayon. Di ba yung um day to day natin yung gregorian calendar as we all know so yung dedication to excellence so yun i think yung moral story na gusto iparating na um constantly learning din ang mga leaders leaders din natin so that is all thank you sir marlon so para i-wrap up na yung yeah natin yan, discussion mark i would like to commend all the all our members here in mission team 2 starting from alisa maika from Miss um, Rechi Cabaluna, Miss Denise, and Mr. Mark Zaparalia. Salamat kayo sa inyong reaction, sa inyong sharing. 
uh, actually it is very informative and in very inspiring about unsay views ninyo sa leadership kung unsay inyo nasabtan sa chapter 3 and chapter 4 sa book heroic leadership so from here i would like to uh, say uh, to father kim that i hope you will enjoy our podcast for the voices of the members of mission team 2 and I hope uh, you can already relax from here. So thank you very much. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs>